Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined as always by my optimistic co-host Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. It's a whole new discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing every EP by Burning Witch. Burning Witch. This is a an Alex pick. Yes, uh, we. We had to do some finagling in the schedule. Uh, yeah, I'll be leaving the country shortly, and I w- would like to have something easy to edit and ready to go for when I'm gone. <laughs> and we thought about doing a popular band, but we're like, you know what? The people who come here are weirdos. I think you guys would appreciate a weirdo band more than a band that's been talked about to death. As an unpopular podcast, I think it's only fitting that we cover unpopular bands. So that we're covering one of the most, I would say, one of the nichest metal bands we've ever covered. Oh, <laughs> yeah. One of the most abrasive and unpleasant metal bands we've ever covered. This is for like 2% of the population of metal lovers. Sometimes I'm like, I don't got that, that darkness in me. And then I'm like... Oh yeah, I uh, I do cat. I have been casually listening to this album for for maybe a decade, if not longer. Casually listening to this thing is <laughs> something psychotic. For one, it's not even an album; it's a compilation of EPs and, and like a, and some, a single and like two singles. Yeah, uh, and like split tracks from split EPs. But it's when I listened to it, it was very clearly a compilation to me because of how absolutely devastating it is to sit to sit through in one listen to in one sitting no you do disc one disc two yes you do yes i first listen i did marathon the whole thing and i enjoyed the hell out of it i enjoyed that love it but it it was taking a serious toll by the end of it i was not enjoying things because i'm like what different there's no difference they're doing the same (laughs) fucking thing they do the one they do have the one mode well First of all, this is a, uh, if you could pull up the members for me, a uh, uh, f- fucking Stephen O'Malley and Greg Anderson band. At least at first, Greg Anderson, he's gone pretty quickly. Yeah. So, uh, and if you aren't familiar with those names, these gentlemen did Sun or Sunno, whatever you want to call them. So they're real, real good at doing the one thing. Really, really, really slow doom metal with a lot of sludge and a lot of droniness. Yes. Also, um, shit, I should have had this in my notes. One of them or both of them also created one of my favorite labels, uh, Southern Lord. That's right. Likes, uh, we've only done the most popular Southern Lord release. I would like to do more. What was that Probot? Probot. Yeah. Which was fucking awesome delightful dave, dave girl picked southern lord to put him out um although i did kind of do this in release speak or reverse because they had a band before but oh yes they well thor's hammer right yes yes i got whatever it doesn't matter this is a fucking cool band yeah. also accidentally stumbled into continuing or steve albini adventures indeed it wasn't until i hit play that i realized there's some Albini on here. Holy. I wasn't I never, expecting that for a band like this. I never knew until we until we said, let's, right. let's do this, man. I think it's a, 
it's a damn shame he doesn't record more extreme metal bands mm-hmm. because uh, really the the rawness <laughs> of that drum sound of of the Albini drums, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, coupled with something this hard hitting, it really, I mean, because it, because it's a compilation, he only uh, produced the first EP, so you hear how bad the second EP sounds compared to it. It's not even like, it sounds great, mm-hmm. but compared to that fucking kick, compared to that live right next to you in the room sound, the first one, it's like, oh yeah, this is obviously not not him anymore. Yeah. But yet uh, we have some notes here from our from our boy Tom Osmond, who's uh, uh, who's also a fan. Yes. And his, his notes are exceptional. Not that they're ever bad, but exceptionally awesome this week. He fell into a... Uh, a little bit of a rabbit hole because the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon of this band is pretty fucking wild. Yeah. How, like how someone, cause you could probably do that game with like any band that we've covered and you'd be like, Oh shit, that's a lot of connections. Dude, but we, you never guess it with this kind of band. Well, yeah. I mean, we did Silkworm recently and one yep. of those guys went on to play with Sono. With Sono. Exactly. So there you, there's already one, there's, there's already a- one weird connection. <laughs> Silkworm does not sound like this band. Not at all. So, uh, yeah, I think that's another reason I like, you know, Southern Lord and, and Steven and, and Greg is like, they're not household names, but they, they figure out how to like kind of creep into, uh, heavy metal and are associated with these random people. They found a way to make their own little, uh, stamp on the metal scene. Also quick story. One time I was picking up tickets at will call and, uh, I was standing next to a guy, and they're like, what name is it under? He's like, uh, Greg Anderson. And I, uh-huh. I'm like, no way, it's the same one. It's a very popular name, very common name. And I looked over, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Goddamn. Which uh, show was it? It was a Lamagog show. Okay, okay. Uh, I'd be pretty fucking wacky if it was like Sparks or something. Oh, that'd yeah. Be, that'd be great, though. <laughs> no, that's that's a more fun story. But, uh, yeah. Nice. How How far back do you go with this band? Um, you know, I think when I was like getting into this, this sludge and doom stuff, I, I stumbled upon this and I owned, I owned the CD. Uh, so yeah, I haven't listened to it in a bit, but, um, it was, it was nice to come back to this. It is absolutely crushing. Yeah. I mean, God Damn, there's, I can't think of any, so the only people that I could ever possibly recommend this to are you and Tom, and you guys are already fans. <laughs> like, already, I don't know anybody who this will work for. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, yeah, I don't even know, like, we've done Emperor, but that's yep. a different kind of metal. Different kind of metal, yeah, of course. I guess, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's almost like how I am with Necrophagist, Yeah, it's like. I love the shit out of it, but I don't know anybody else who loves I mean, other than like our boy Hawk. Yeah, yeah. Like uh this is it's like that kind of band where it's it's that extreme. It's just a different kind of extreme. It's more doom and sludge, but it's just so extreme. It's it's fucking I'll, delightful. If you're if you yeah. want to murder someone, you're gonna feel great here. Yes. Like you said, another barrier to get past is uh like how you are with like 30 second punk songs. 
that's how I feel with like really heavy sludge and doom. Mm-hmm. I don't care that we're essentially listening to the same song start to basically, finish. Basically, basically. Yeah. It just resonates with something in my soul. You really do feel it. Uh, and it, this band does have it because you, you hear a lot of whatever sludge or doom stuff. And it, um, I guess if you're not into it, it all sounds the same anyway, but, mm-hmm. but these guys have a, have a definite personality. Uh, vocals by fucking edgy 59 are very, very distinct. And I think they fit perfectly. And it's also not the type of vocals you'd expect from a band this slow and sludgy. Not at all. And even when they do the, the oh, I use clean loosely, but the pretty fairly clean, like the, singing straight. Yeah. The more understandable vocals. That's not really what you would expect. Not either. at all. Oh, that is some stoner rock shit. And it's with this not stoner rock band. It's also wild that they were doing this in the mid nineties where I feel like the style of music is a little more popular now, but, um, yeah, I think even like, I don't even think neurosis was doing music like this in the, I weren't they? I believe or, they were. They were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were like probably the main ones. Doing yeah, it. them and Melvin's, I guess. But Melvin's were obviously their own thing. And by this point, in, the, in this point in the nineties, they were not even close to this. Yeah, this is like if someone listened to Lysol and they were like too short. Let's make it longer. Let's make that intro longer. Too short. That's for pussies. Yeah, we can do better. Yeah. <laughs> Then they played it even slower and and louder, meaner, and just nasty. Way way more evil, way more just absolutely devastating. So according to the wiki, um, they formed directly after the death of Thor's hammer in 95 by, you know, of course, Stephen O'Malley and Greg Anderson and Jamie Sykes um, in early 95 in Seattle or on Capitol Hill, Seattle. Uh, And then they later added uh, G. Stewart Dahlquist and vocalist Edgy59, whose name I will remember in about three seconds, <laughs> uh, Edgemont Martin. Honestly, I think I like his real name more. It's way fucking uh, understated and like sophisticated, which you would never expect from any kind of extreme metal band. Also, I don't know. That kind of fits the... Uh, I feel like it does kind of fit the aesthetic of the band. The, like the artwork? And, and yeah. That's like, yeah, because the the some of art kind of shares stuff from black metal that we'll talk to talk about in more detail as it comes up but anderson left like immediately he left before the first record Mm -hmm. so he formed he helped form it but uh really wasn't a part of it but uh tom here noted that you know of course six degrees of separation and it it is (laughs) strap in okay because it's fucking ridiculous (laughs) so this is this is tom he says uh, for example, before Burning Witch, O'Malley was in Thor's Hammer with Runhild. Uh, oh my God, how do you pronounce that name? Oh, she is a f- uh, Norwegian foreign exchange student. I so can that's tell why. by the A and the E being combined into one letter. <laughs> Gamel sight. I feel like you have to turn into some sort like of lizard when you like a Klingon. Yeah, Runhild. <laughs> I'll start. I'll just say her first name. Yeah. Who was in? Clist is that is that who I never heard them. I, mean, I haven't heard of them either. Uh, with James Plotkin, who was also in Old Lady Drivers, with Jason Everman, who was in Nirvana, mm-hmm. with Dave Grohl, who was in Foo Fighters, with Nate Mendel, who was in <laughs> Sunny Day Real Estate, which we just covered a couple of weeks ago. Burning Witch to Sunny Day Real Estate in six steps. Look at that. There you go. Uh, 
so he, he well, goes into more detail. Like these are all the bands associated. Okay. Also, not to one up Tom, but uh, I don't know if Anderson and Grohl had direct contact, but uh, you could just do Probot was on Southern Lord. Oh, that's right. Nate. That's true. Yeah. Sunnydale. That, that cuts it from six to two. Yeah. Or, or three. three. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I like yeah. Tom, Tom. Tom has more lore, though. A lot of lore. So <laughs> here's he, he literally separated it into tiers of degrees, which I find delightful. First, these are direct one to one. Thor's Hammer, Kanate, Suno, of course, Goat Snake, obviously, Engine Kid, obviously, Lotus Eaters, <laughs> Loves Holiday Orchestra. Then one degree away. Uh, two. Uh, I suppose, yeah, two. Uh, Clist, Isis, check out that episode. Nah, Oxbow, hell yeah. Godflesh, Napalm Death, Ice, God, check out that episode. The Body Lovers, three, deg- three degrees away. Swans, check out those two episodes at this point. Angels of Light, old, four degrees away. Mind Funk, Nirvana, Soundgarden, check out both those episodes. <laughs> Five degrees away. Celtic Frost, check out that episode. Ministry, Temple of Dog, that one as well. Idol Sleeve, that one as well. Foo Fighters, six degrees. Pearl Jam, Rage Against the Machine, check out that episode. And Sunny Day Real Estate. And of course, Silkworm, too, if you're fucking. <laughs> we have been busy, boys. We've covered a lot of fucking <laughs> bands. Jesus H. <laughs> but we're here with burning witch and we're finally ready to start this brief very brief but still a lengthy punishing album of a discography um compilation is called crippled lucifer which came out there's many versions the version we're covering came out in 2000 which confuses me because of one of the releases on here came out after that so i don't know how it works but it was it had a different a few different reissues uh, the first version of it came out in 98, but it didn't have as many tracks on it. This version is the, is the one you'll find streaming, and it has everything. The most complete. The most complete with a fucking asterisk on the second EP that really bothers me. And we'll get to it, but I don't know why it's this way. And it, <laughs> it really bothers me. But anyway, the first EP came out in 1998. Uh, last release was a split with Asva, which came out in 2004. Uh I believe they broke it before then, though. Like, in, yes, I think they, they probably pro- like 2000, 2001, two th- yeah, ninety nine, something, something early. Uh, but they're all on this compilation. It's, you'll find it streaming. It's all there, and we are ready to go. I presume. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is two thousands crippled Lucifer. When they get to actual riffs, like what else? Feels pretty riffy to me. I mean, this This, is a riff for them. Yeah. Like that's like it's just an interesting riff to play in this. It's super. It's the only thing that kind of makes it doom metal, or like we recognize it as like the the same vibe as doom metal, or it's very Sabbathy. Yes. But everything else is all. Punishing sludge, extra evil, extra slow. Now that is a high voice. You know you're indoctrinated into this band when uh, you can start making <laughs> the lyrics just sound crystal clear. Wait, what? Like the if this sounds crystal clear, you're like, oh, this is what he said. 
I don't hear a fucking word he's saying. Oh, I can't I, understand what he's saying at all. I I can for some reason. Wow. I feel like at least half the people hearing this fucking hate this guy. Oh, I feel like he's, he has that voice where you you definitely hate it or you don't hate it. Those people are wrong. This is the cilantro of uh, <laughs> doom metal. Yeah, it is. This isn't even the screechiest he'll get. No. Like no. in the second EP, he gets way screechier. And then, yeah, oh, so... Oh, this riff fucking rips. This riff, I think, has been stuck in my head for a few days. Because, yeah, it'd be easy to do, like, the Aussie voice there, but it's... I don't know. It feels more stoner metal. Yeah. Or stoner rock, whatever. Uh, the way that way he, he sings his cleans. So this is, I mean, we might as well go them EP by EP or okay, thing yeah. by thing. Yeah. Because this compilation is split into two discs. Obviously, it doesn't matter when you're on streaming. But the first disc is the Towers EP, mm-hmm. um, which came out obviously 19, well, it was recorded 96. It wasn't released until 98. And that was produced by Steve Albini. Uh, at the very end of the first disc, you have the... Where is the single? It was a split with Goat Snake. Yeah, split with Goat Snake um, called The Bleeder. Yes. Uh, and I don't know who produced that one, but it's not too far off from the Albini sound. It sounds very good. Yeah. But the the first EP. Okay. Holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, good God almighty. This is really, really, really brutal. Uh, if, if anybody can hear, uh, but it has that, that was like the, them being fast and that was like them being energetic and fast in a way. It's kind of the best opener. Yes. Cause it only gets more punishing from there. So if you can stomach that, then you're ready to move on. <laughs> and boy, does it immediately get, really unbearable and i don't mean that in a negative one well, if you don't like this music then absolutely unbearable in a bad way but uh unbearable in a good way for me uh country doctor it's the first of many songs over 10 minutes yes and boy does it take its time yeah i kind of have mixed feelings about that song i think it's one of the like weaker longer songs that they have i feel that way about a different song and i feel it strongly yeah. I don't feel I don't feel so strongly about this one. I, I do like this one. Uh, there is literally nothing hooky or catchy about any of it. No, the, I mean I can say that about the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> like this, but specifically, really, yeah, there is. It's it, its job is just to beat you into the ground, and mm-hmm. it does it very well. Too much of this will become a lot to handle, uh, which is why if you're in the mood for it, just pop on one of the EPs or one of the discs. Like it's, yeah. it really is circumstantial, very uh, context based band (laughs) you know what they they do a lot and i noticed it um after you know digesting all these songs is a lot of the times country doctor included 
towards the end, they will actually do something different. It fucking enrages me. Because it's good. It's always better than the rest of the song. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean just a little better. I mean, like, so much better. And like, we had to sit through eight fucking minutes to get there. Like, oh, just... Like, move that up and play it, it a little more. Play that one for eight minutes and then do the <laughs> other one for fucking two or three. Christ. It doesn't. So, the most offensive for, version of that, and it's the, it's my least favorite song on the entire album, and that's The Bleeder. That's that's the, the track from the Goat Snake split. You're. Boy, do I fucking not like that song. Except, yeah. f- except around eight minutes, 15 seconds, it turns into the best thing ever. Yes, I agree. But. Uh, I guess because there's only one album. Uh, that's I think that's my favorite song. Really, really. I holy I shit. totally agree with you though. When it does the more like groovy, it turns into this really uh, almost quiet evil riff. It, yeah, it's very. I mean, the rest of the song is all sludgy and shit, but it goes in this really contained, almost minimal quiet thing, and then it, then it builds on that and it gets louder and louder and louder, and then the song ends. Because, yeah, a lot of this is, like, punishing, like, and, like, that one, you get, like, the guitar with some harmonics here and there. So that one, it does cool things, like, Mm -hmm. it has these chokes where it sounds like Edgy is literally choking in in between them, like, acapella (laughs) chokes, and then in in between, with his choking sounds is, like, a lot of crazy feedback. It's very cool. like a ranged thing. Mm-hmm. The actual riffs they're playing yeah. are the most boring, ugly things ever. But they're also like a lot of this can be, <laughs> if you hear it too long, it'll be like, oh, that's just boring and ugly. But it, it makes you feel a certain way. It beats you up. It's fucking mm-hmm. heavy. It's brutal. That they play that one fucking riff for literally eight minutes. Yeah, they do. And it's, it's not that great to me. <laughs> it's really not that I guess just on like a compilation where it can feel hard to stand out amongst the other songs, that song just stands out a lot to me. I, it did to me too, but in a bad way. Cause at first mm-hmm. it was like, this is more of the, more of the same, but it's brutal and it's crushing. and it has that really cool part at the end. So I was like, you know, it's not bad. Listen to everything went back. And then I was like, wait a minute, this one like all these riffs are ugly. Every riff on yeah. this entire album is ugly and mean and gross and hideous and uneasy. That one just felt the most boring. And boy, do they played a lot. How long is that song? Like 14 minutes? Uh, it might be shorter than that. that turn, but it is long. Turn me down or pull pull up some websites. There were- Fuck no, it's not it. I closed the Wikipedia on it for some reason. What a dumb dumb. Damn, so <laughs> stupid. It's only it's only ten minutes. It, I was wrong. It's only ten minutes. There you go. But, but boy, well, when eight minutes and fifteen seconds is the one riff, mm-hmm. and then you get less than two minutes of a significantly better riff, it does leave leave me a little bit wanting. But the rest of the songs in the EP, so I, I see how it's kind of uh, sequenced. It, it makes more sense, like the opener, Sacred Predictions, as well as the third track, Tower Place. They're the short songs at mm-hmm. seven and five minutes respectively. And they have more energy to them. They move more. There's more riff to them. It's crazy how tower place just feels like a, a brisk walk. It's it flies by. It flies <laughs> by at five minutes. The only song that flies by. 
in the entire, literally the shortest song in the entire uh, <laughs> compilation. It, it, it's five <laughs> minutes and 24 seconds. Uh, but it's like, there's a lot, there's lots to grab to grab onto in that song. And I, um, I like, I really like Edgy's vocals there. Like there's a lot of character in the, cause he's mostly singing it straight. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for the most part. Uh, yeah. They, it really they, does sound pretty unique and cool. They do. I hesitate to even call it a guitar solo, but they do this like solo part that lasts for like five seconds. And again, then back to five straight minutes of just, I'm like that solo is so weird. It'd be cool if it was like peppered throughout the song. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there, there's something about these sludgy bands where it's like, no, do less. We're do gonna less. do less. Hit less things. We're gonna hang on one note for a fucking cool minute and a half before the next note comes in, which can be harder. It, it actually, uh, I was in my car listening to this at one point, and. For one of the slower tracks, it might have been Sea Hag, where I'm trying to like tap my foot along to it. Oh no. And I'm like, <laughs> like I'm going too fast, just tapping my foot along to it. Cause it's like when it's that slow, it's really hard to understand time mm-hmm. or musical time. Like, I mean, you said this in the past where it's you know it's really hard to play super slow, but it, it more specifically, super slow in time is really fucking tricky. You your your body just wants to like fucking go, like go already, go. Yeah. Even when you think you're going slow, you're not. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing live, you, you think you're going slow, you're not going slow at all. You're going fast. Like it's so hard to go this slow. <laughs> and yeah, Sea Hag is 14. 14 minutes it's the longest song in the entire thing 14 14 20 um somehow it is like yeah the slowest thing um i feel like that song is the most like you know as the kids say it's a vibe yeah where this you kind of just let it wash over you and encompass you and you start to notice like these kind of like buzzing sounds in the background you just slowly attempt to tap your foot or like bang your head part of the riff is just the letting the note die on its own naturally or whatever distortion effect is like slowly decaying uh or of course the feedback Mm -hmm. that's basically what you're in for a one long note with a bunch of uh intricacies in and like the sonic quality of just whatever thing they hit and then for for Sea Hag, I mean it happens a lot, but for Sea Hag, because it's so long, it just uh, reminded me a, a lot of of it's a lot of Dale drumming, mm-hmm. where uh, in the more sludgy Melvin stuff, you know, you hit the one long note and it's ringing for an hour, and Dale's still doing. He's not just hitting with the one note and keeping still. He's still doing There's a like beat. He's still notes in between. The only thing moving is the drum. It's yeah. moving slowly, but it's still moving more than everything else. Which is very tricky when you're the one one constant and everyone else is kind of like looking at you to do the next thing. Yeah. And it's funny when it's with a song like that, I, this definitely was the one I was trying to tap my foot to because i remember like on the first ep it's jamie sykes mm-hmm. uh i hear him 
trying to slow down in the middle of playing it. Like you hear, you hear where it would logically go, like tempo wise. Yeah. And you hear him going like just a little bit long, like hanging on it a little bit longer every time, every He's beat. Not a machine. Exactly. That's yeah. how it's like. Fuck. You really hear the the humanity yeah. in the drums, <laughs> like trying to go this slow and this brutal. It's not. It's fucking weird. And yeah, uh, the the sound of it is, um, you know, very like it's punishing music, but it also does have that that signature live Albini sound to it. I crave it now with every metal album <laughs> that I that I will hear from now on. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't they all want this? big live feel for such a when you're playing heavy music why wouldn't they all do that especially the slower heavier stuff where where things are ringing out and yeah you want to you, hear the room yeah you want that space so i'm trying to think of because the quintessential metal sound you think of like this you think of a lot of punch mm-hmm. you think of a lot of uh there's no um it's like it's almost like a here, here we go here with a weird ass analogy, like a good burger, like a good fat burger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, remember that fucking, that, that video, that dude uh, reviewing five guys burgers. Oh yeah. The yeah. Damn, damn, damn guy. What? Yeah. You want, you want to fill the space Yeah, yeah. or there's a lot of, <laughs> you, there's no space. That, that's like, that's a metal, a quintessential metal album is like, it's filling up every, it's like, it's, it's like you filled up a tub. It's nothing. There's nothing <laughs> left. It's just full of things. It's full of crunch. It's full of drums. Everything's punchy when really you want to hear the fucking room. You want to hear things ring out. My friends used to joke that shitty metal bands. You got to, got to scoop those mids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hearing this kind of thing just makes me want it with everything or everything heavy. Anyway, it's, I fucking love Albini. It doesn't matter. I like that sound on pretty much anything. Um, probably super biased there, but, uh, the painting on the inner sleeve of the towers EP, which is now the cover and of the streaming be- version. It's a better cover it's than the original one. Significant. The original cover is is very minimal. Very of its time. It's like a little squiggly on a black background. Um, the artist who did it is Wait, good. Wait, So this is the original cover. Okay. If you're if you're watching the video, you'll see it on the screen right now. Very minimal and minimal yeah. i like the artist who did this he does some good stuff but this right here is the 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 version that is now streaming that's like the the version yes this this thing for the comp i'm talking about the compilations yeah. now this is cooler than the original compilation cover oh right right the original compilation cover yeah it is cool but it is it, it doesn't feel like it fits the band not at all like you see this image and it, I don't know. It's so perfect. It's just like a lonely, cold, scary death. Yes. That's, but the, the original feels honestly, it could pass off as a fucking hip hop album. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it's metal because the font, <laughs> the font. And, uh, you know, there's some statued women there, but uh, it, that feels more like of the times. Yeah. Where, early 2000s written all over it where like this the whatever the cover is now is like the, this feels timeless yeah so this this cover the good cover um that was done by norwegian painter theodore kittle kittleson kittleson i'm sure it's pronounced differently than that mm-hmm. but he also did uh uh Burzum's 
two records, two of Burzum's records, and I will not even try to fucking pronounce them. They're in Norwegian, and they have lots of V's and Y's in, all over. <laughs> but uh, two, two O's separated by one letter. <laughs> umlauts and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking. Uh, but yeah, uh, those uh, some of those those Burzum covers, like yeah, that fits exactly what it is. It's cold and creepy, and it's scary, and it's evil. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, very fitting, but. Yeah, after this EP, Jamie Sykes left and was replaced by Brad, mm-hmm. uh, acronymed B-R-A-D for some reason. It's so weird. Their names are like hip-hop names. Yeah, Edgy59, B-R-A-D. Or like, is this a new metal? <laughs> Spoiler alert, fucking Edgy does go on to uh, release an album on Fred Durst's label or something. Oh, probably some subsist of aftermath or interscope or whatever something we'll get to it uh but yeah uh brad aka brad moen uh which is his real name um but sex did go on to play uh in in not uh danish uh Schechter of angel of light and swans never uh, heard not but i'm gonna seek them out yeah yeah so there's uh there's already some cool overlap and already losing members even this early on <laughs> In one in one year's time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, since uh, it's a short episode and it's technically one out, we might as well introduce the next EP. Sure. Um, since we're not really pulling timestamps because the songs are so... we You're not going to get a whole lot from <laughs> a timestamp. Yeah, this was recorded in 1997 and also released in 1998. Uh, this is Rift Canyon Dreams. <laughs> Definitely not Albini, but still sounds cool. Rift Canyon Dreams is a really cool name for a metal EP as well. Interesting uh, syntax, too. Is that the right word? Where it's just uh, separated by periods and new oh, spaces? Yeah. Almost looks like code. Now I love Edgy. I think he sounds phenomenal on this Yes. Um, I remember listening to the band Weed Eater one time with someone, and they were like, this dude sounds like cancer, if cancer was a person. Uh, Yeah. And Edgy also falls into that scene. Yeah, it's like... Razors, it's like serrated, it's a serrated blade of a voice. <laughs> That's super interesting. Yeah. This isn't depressing. This isn't evil. This is stoner rock. <laughs> it's still pretty. But, but, it, but it's like compared to the, the evil of everything else, this is like, oh, this is just Sabbathy. Yeah, this song. Uh, is like one of two songs where I feel like there's variety throughout it. Yeah. yeah this this riff borders on hard rock, obviously slowed down and more brutal, but and now we're back to. <laughs> and then you just can't. You think you know. You think you know or not. Yeah. Those crashes or the snares are gonna come, but you don't. Fuck. Oh, oh. <laughs> Fuck. That's great. It's so. This isn't even that. Like, this is pretty fast compared like to the next song. 
Oh. Around five minutes in, it takes this really cool turn with some uh, really eerie ringing guitar chords, mm-hmm. um, which we didn't hear really any of that on the first EP or on the first disc. So this disc is this EP along with um, the, the last track um, from the Azra split, mm-hmm. which is ironically titled Rift Canyon Dreams, but wasn't yeah. on the Rift Canyon Dreams EP. Uh, and this is my my big beef with this EP, no, this compilation. Mm-hmm. Communion is not the the version. Communion, the song on here, is not from the EP. It's mm. from the split with Goat Goat Snake. Okay, it's a re-recorded version. It's not the version from the EP. the The only way to get, according to Tom, the only way to get the version from the EP is to spend a fucking hundred and fifty bucks on the actual LP. Oh shit! Like, so it's not streaming at all. I don't know what the original sounds like. It's like a minute shorter, mm-hmm. maybe longer. Or maybe more than that. Uh, so I have no idea why they opted for a compilation version instead of the original version, and not why not both if you're gonna you know make it a cohesive discography CD. Yeah, a completionist, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal with that is. That bothers me because I'm sure we can just look it up on YouTube, and I will later. But uh, in terms of having it in the package, it seems odd to opt for a re-recorded version. That is a little little interesting, but uh, I I don't think it it hurts it. It's uh, still quite good. <laughs> yes, it is one of their. I don't want to use the term catchy, but I will. It has riffs on here, way more riffs than the first EP. Yeah, it's like um some of the riffs. Like if he took a Pantera record and he played it at half the speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put on a f- fucking 45 RPM or something. Man, I feel like the 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 beefiest thing on here is Stillborn. Stillborn is fitting of the title. It, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It feels <laughs> like that has the most like clean vocals on it. I may be wrong. But well, just- Edgy goes very shrieky there like mm-hmm. really shrieky there there's still a lot of him singing normal and singing clean uh but he sounds i don't know his he's still doing the same thing as the first EP, but like as you heard it it just sounds better somehow i don't know why i don't know what he's doing differently it just sounds more confident it sounds more brutal mm-hmm. uh yeah and, and what is it? I just like it way more than that than before. You think that song's gonna end, but they just hit you with a bong rip and some atmospheric <laughs> feedback. It takes a lengthy break in the middle. Let me tell you, this album is so punishing. I didn't even remember there's a bong rip on that song until is it a literal bong rip. Yeah, I, I fucking didn't catch that at all. Why would you when you're <laughs> being pummeled to death in the middle of a 12 minute song? I think, I think I did it the right spot. Let me see. Let's see. take a little adventure here. I'm going to play it from here. Okay. It still does rule. <laughs> People are like, didn't you just play this song? No, this is a different song. <laughs> different song, different song, swear to God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bong rip. That's a bong rip. I never noticed that. Nor until- did I. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to point it out. Like, if it took me like 10 years to Dude, notice. Dude, <laughs> there's a bong rip in the middle of the song. 
<laughs> and they're not even they're not even sleep. No. Uh yeah, again, like someone listened to sleep and was like pussies, so I'll show you. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Uh this EP was apparently recorded by Aaron Evil. Uh, Tom notes here, he's like, could this be Aaron Turner using a pseudonym? He's got connections to the band, but he couldn't find a confirmation. He, uh, I don't know who the fuck Aaron Evil is. I feel like Turner is maybe, I don't know how old he is. Uh, old now, probably in his 40s or, in 50, or maybe pushing 50s now. Actually, you know what? Probably I have no idea. I have no idea. My, my sense of time has been fucked ever since I, I hit 25. Yeah. Also, speaking of punishing bands, Sumac, it's... Whew. That is a band, even much for me, who loves this extreme bullshit. That man, they are intense. Yes. Sumac is fucking brutal. Not this episode's for Sumac fans. Basically. <laughs> I did I did enjoy them. I just haven't heard I've only heard like one album. Mm-hmm. Maybe more, but one for sure. Okay, so History of Hell. Um well, I don't know. That one for some reason felt a lot better following stillborn yeah i mean there's riffs here there's riffs here like the cp has more riffs i was gonna say that's the second song where i feel like it has variety yeah on around, it around three minutes 15 it speeds up a bit to very good effect um you can barely make out the riffs when it <laughs> does that it's like i've never heard anything this sludgy you have no idea what's happening i didn't even know the song changed from stillborn into history <laughs> It is a wall of fuzz and noise, uh, and, the, and the, the songs are so long, they just definitely bleed together a lot, and they don't exactly feel that differently. This is going to really exhaust most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, History of Hell is a bit on the brief side at six minutes. <laughs> I think that is my one of my more like songs on disc two. 100%, same. Um, Communion is, is good as well. You know what I need to do? I need to listen to Riff Canyon Dreams just like on its own, divorced to everything else. One day. Yes, because that is my least favorite on this disc as well. <laughs> Even if you just do disc two. Yeah. By the time that comes on, you are. It's a lot. Yeah. It's, so Riff Canyon Dreams is 13 minutes, and that is following an EP that's like 40 <laughs> fucking minutes. <laughs> How long is the actual EP? I'm going to do some quick math. 34 minutes. 34 minutes. 34 minutes. So basically a short album. Mm-hmm. And then you get Riff Canyon Dreams, which is 13 minutes. And I, I still can't really tell if it's my least favorite song on like this whole chunk mm-hmm. or if it's just like you said the fatigue and it's just all bleeding together i think it's actually weaker i i do think it is weaker okay there's a lot of sabbathy style riffs not unlike communion which also has some sabbathy stuff but way more lengthy some insanely sledgy sections <laughs> uh it has my least favorite edgy performance. He's he's singing straight for most of it or almost all of it and it i found it kind of funny like it, it's more silly sounding than mm. anything. Um, and then it's also 13 minutes. So if any part of it's kind of grinding your gears a little bit, and you, you multiply it by 13 minutes. Oh boy. Yeah. Sea Hag and Stillborn are probably the stronger, like beef, longer beefy tracks. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose, I'd probably go Stillborn, even though I do 
I th- I probably like the first CP more just because of the whole vibe of the whole it, thing. Yeah, Stillborn's got the bong rip though. It's so. got the bong rip. <laughs> also, like I just like what they're doing more on the second EP. Um, even though I like the way the first EP is presented, it feels a little more adventurous than than the first one. Even well, and I'm just gonna refer to it as disc two, even yeah. if it doesn't all land the same way that disc one does yeah yeah it's like if if disc two had albini production it would be as a happy i'd be probably obsessed with it really <laughs> that's like really the, i mean it's it fucking hits this primal part of you if, if you're a metal fan you you you're very familiar with that part mm-hmm. and what that that activation that it that it kind of causes uh we're, like i think about what do normies get that from do they get that? I'm sure they get it from somewhere, but like it's from like whippy bullshit in our eyes. <laughs> where, where do they get it from? It's so Drake. Fu- it's so funny. Um, this is this is probably like one of the like most nonsensical things I'll I'll say on this podcast. Like, if I meet a fellow man, I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I don't I don't care what your diet is if you tell me you can't listen to metal you're less of a man <laughs> to me can't or just don't like B- both i think i think i completely understand not liking it for no matter who you are yeah if you say like oh no oh no like <laughs> if i see you wince <laughs> that is the man card Yes, that is the only thing you can do where I'm like, you're you're less of a man. I could see not enjoying it because of like, look, well, listen to this and enjoy it. I fucking Hold dare on. you. Hold on. This band is a little, little extreme, <laughs> a really extreme. But if you hear like a Sabbath. Oh, say, oh, Sabbath, I wouldn't even count as metal. That's how accessible it is. It's sure. Cool. It's like, uh, yeah. let, let's say a master of puppets then. Metallica is fair. Yeah, it's fair. If you can't, if you can't handle Metallica, boy, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Pack your shit up and get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, that's about as dad as a fucking child. I mean, that's (laughs) come on. Uh, But yeah, like so. so Yeah, that's like my 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 worst trait, I guess. I I said I say worst shit daily, (laughs) but like I I wonder though because this is a what metal does for us. It's like you like fuck yeah dudes fuck yeah and you just want to like hit something and you just yeah. feel it you want to move to it because it's just powerful i i because i think I, about like the other people and how they fucking get off to some just like yeah. like foo fighter i mean i like the foo fighters sure but like to get off on the foo fighters like 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 brutally <laughs> like well it's funny it's funny to me like what what is i want to know these bands i want to know what i want to know everyone's thing like that that uh i already forgot what it's called that song where they do the reggaeton beat um run for your life is it i believe it's the opening track on uh concrete and gold or golden concrete whatever yeah people probably lost their fucking mind it's a good song it's metal as fuck metal as fuck with the reggaeton yeah or like or you see like the dad boners like the the old guys who who like listening to fucking yes and they're like fuck yeah dude fuck (laughs) i love yes but i'm like like punch someone over yes yeah (laughs) i don't yeah it's very interesting because for me 
most genres of music do something different for me. I get yeah different feelings from it. So like I think I think other people's feelings are just it's a it's a spectrum. <laughs> I, I would like to see like a, a a scientific breakdown with like fucking actual graphs uh, of 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 human responses like. So two people, two different people having the exact same chemical response. One of them is Burning Witch and the other one is fucking Hansen or something like the same sure. exact emotion being elicited just from two insanely different. Like, that's what I love about all this shit. It's like you should like it's the same sequence of notes. If you put on put on a Burning Witch for someone, same sequence of notes mm-hmm. and they will vomit with disgust. And we're like, yeah, that's pretty cool, dude. Like, <laughs> that's why I fucking love this shit. It's like, it's so extreme. Like you can have bizarrely different reactions. Uh, that's what makes it, it's not just subjective because I mean, obviously art is subjective, but like for something to have that v- extreme of a response, I find very funny and fascinating. As someone, also as someone who lives in pain a lot, I don't, I this, I don't know what I would be like without pain. And then to just, brother, yeah, yeah. So to have this, this audio equivalent where it's like kind of channeling that, yeah. And I feel like it's something I'm in control of, and even though I'm not playing, but I'm participating by listening to it and like oh this this shit is like a a a sunny day walk in the park for me yeah like we're not really there's still the prep but yeah we're like um it's not oh it's it's not quite the same as like when you're you're sad you listen to sad music but it's like um if you you've always been depressed sad music doesn't make you depressed it kind of makes you happy yeah it's the the bane the bane quote you you merely adapted the darkness i was i was born into it <laughs> dude fucking mic drop end of the episode see you later there we go <laughs> ending with a bane quote well spain that's my name <laughs> hell yeah so th- <laughs> that was fucking fun <laughs> Yeah, this is a good one. This is a fucking cool ass band. It's fucking insanely crushing and brutal, and it's for mo. It's not for almost the entirety of people in the world. Real quick, that scene where Bane's in the football stadium. Imagine he just made that whole football stadium listen to a burning witch. It would have been less offensive than what he actually did in that movie. Welcome, Gotham. I'm sorry, more offensive. Damn, I ruined the joke. You're under my control now. We'll be listening to Burning Witch. <laughs> It's just like the cops trapped in the tunnel going insane. Oh, God, it's so heavy. Oh, it's so heavy. How could anybody like this? It's so noisy. Hot oh, damn. This is Gary Oldman turning into Sid Vicious by listening to this. I know. I've never seen that movie. It's been so long. Sorry. Full, full tangent. Full, full digression. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. If you want to hang out with us further, <laughs> farther, further, leave comments, talk some shit, subscribe, leave a like, uh, hang out with us. It's cool, especially if you're a fucking nerd about this kind of music. This let is it, the place. Let us know your favorite Southern Lord release. Yeah. And make sure it's really abrasive and not for most people, just like this band. Uh, and if you hate us, go ahead and talk some shit. That's that's there for you as well. Uh, you, you can find me on all social media at Pandermonkey and Alex on Instagram at 
every album, Alex. Hell yes. And please be sure to follow our history guide, Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media, as well as Tom Osmond Sounds.com for all things music. He just put out, put out, speaking of fucking brutal, insane music that, that's not for most people, put out a new record with existent, non-existent called Industrial State of Mind. Drony as fuck. Really, really brutal. Really good stories. Uh, cool record. Also check out his substack, tomosman.substack.com for all his writing on music as well as a bunch of interviews and much cool stuff. Uh, and for uh, and for the rest of everything, patreon.com slash every album ever. There we got some bonus episodes. See our schedule in advance. Uh, vote on <laughs> You can vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You, you can join our Discord, be a part of our community. Uh, and that's where we pull out our suggestions for our EAE singles episodes. We get them all from Discord to so do that. And if you're tier two, then you can suggest a big old full discography for us to cover on our main numbered episode. So do that, please. And thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. All my debut EP, Panda Monkey. Check that out, too. It's cool. Link in the description. Uh Final song. Are you gonna Are you gonna bless us with a fifteen minute fucking crusher, or what's what's it gonna be? Well, I did want to play bleeder, but since you're lame, <laughs> uh, I'll go with history of hell. Hell yeah, yeah. short and sweet, yeah. relatively. So thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya. <laughs>